What's up, everybody? It's Jay Short back again with episode two of the Head Honcho Sports Podcast. This week, we're going to be highlighting um, a couple NFL performances, standout performances, um, and we're going to talk about how the games ended and how they, you know, progressed and stuff like that. And we're going to talk about one specific NCAA college performance by one of my very close relatives. Um, and we're going to touch on the Ben Simmons situation as well. You know, earlier this week, he said he didn't want to be in Philly. Um, and we're going to talk about that. But first, let's get to these NFL performances. Um, first, I want to talk about Lamar versus Pat Mahomes. Um, that game was crazy. I was watching it. Um, you know, it was, you know, it was very fun. Obviously, you know, have two quarterbacks at, you know, the height of, you know, their their careers. And it was a fun game, back and forth game. The Ravens ended up pulling it out by one. Um, and throughout the game, you know, Lamar, you know, he's going to have his, you know, tremendous highlights. You know, he had a jump pass and it was crazy to see. Because you rarely see that from Lamar, you know, you usually see Jukes and, you know, stuff like that and back and forth movements. But he had a jump pass and it was crazy. But because you really see the other guy on the other sideline, Pat Mahomes, doing stuff like that. And um, and that really excited me. And um, Pat Mahomes, you know, he usually has a great game, great offensive performance. That offense is crazy. You know, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Um, and yeah, that was a, it was a great game to watch. Um in the fourth quarter with under two minutes left. Um, Edward Hilaire, you know, he fumbled the ball and was forced by Odafe Owe, the rookie, um, came from Penn State. And um, this is the first time Lamar beat the Chiefs in his career. And it was so crazy because I never knew that. And um, Patrick Mahomes, he went 24 for 31, 341 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. That was the first interception in his career. And when I heard that, it was just like, man, like that, that, you know, speaks to his greatness. You know, he's already a great quarterback at such a young age. You know, I think it's only his fifth year in the league. And um, Lamar was 18 for 26, 239 yards, one touchdown. And he also had 16 rushing attempts with 107 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Um, great performances by both quarterbacks. You know, the Ravens end up pulling out, like I said, and um, next, we want to talk about the the Titans and the Seahawks. Um, the Titans end up winning the game by three in overtime, thirty three to thirty. Um, they were down double digits in the second half, and they still came back and won, which was crazy. Um, the game by Derrick Henry, though. Let me get to this guy. This guy, man, he's crazy. You know, he's he's a freak of nature. There's no one like him in the in the NFL. I uh, touched on it last episode it's no one like him you know it's crazy to see that a guy that big and that strong can move that well you know um he had 41 touches 237 scrimmage yards and three touchdowns and the titans were just riding him all game you know it's it's tough to stop him you know you have to put seven seven eight in the box when you try to stop derrick henry and you still probably you know barely can stop him you know and um like i said the Titans were really relying on him to, you know, bring him home because, um, you know, I feel as if, you know, their passing is, you know, lackluster because they have Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is an okay quarterback. You know, he's he has his pros and cons. But like I said, the Titans are really, you know, a run dominant team because of the guy they have in the backfield, Derrick Henry. You know, he's a great player, phenomenal player. And um, on the defensive side of the ball for the Seahawks, Bobby Wagner had a tremendous game, 20 tackles for the game. 
um, you know, that just speaks to his, you know, greatness. Bobby Wagner has always been consistent, one of the best linebackers in the league. And, um, you know, it's always good to see the Seahawks, you know, at the top of their game because Seahawks are one of my favorite teams just because, you know, of the consistent, you know, performances they had, you know, throughout these last few seasons. DK Metcalf had a great game, you know. Lockett had a great game. You know, Russell Wilson's always going to put on a show and be consistent and, you know, make the right throws and stuff like that. And um, like I said, the Seahawks, you know, they've they've progressed, I believe, in the past few seasons. You know, I feel as if DK Metcalf is going to have a breakout season. Um, he's going to be way better than he was last year. Just off the fact that, you know, experience, you know, plays a part. You know, I'm sure he's got he should, I'm sure he's worked hard in the offseason. You know, he's gotten bigger, stronger, faster than he already is. And, you know, I just want to see them progress and come back to the real Seahawks. You know, the Seahawks that we're used to seeing. Um, next, we're going to talk about my Bears. My Bears won against the Bengals 20 to 17. It was kind of scary watching that game because, you know, we were up. I believe we were up 20 to 3, I believe. And, you know, the Bengals started coming back late in the game. But, you know, we ended up taking the game home. Justin Fields, he was um, he was inser- inserted into the game with around, I think Andy Dalton went down around the second quarter, late, late first, early second quarter. And Justin Fields came in, you know, handled his business as, as usual. Um, you know, with last season, excuse me, last um, game against the Rams, you know, he came in and, um, you know, he performed well, you know, like I said, he had a touchdown on that one possession. Um, but I'm going to talk about the Bears defense. The Bears defense had three back-to-back-to-back interceptions on Jer Burrow and uh, Eddie Jackson forced a fumble. You know, that really gave me Char- a Charles Tillman flashback because, you know, it's crazy to see that you know, Eddie, Eddie Jackson is playing like that. You know, he's obviously he's a great safety. And, um, you know, Charles Tillman, a.k.a. Peanut Tillman, he's um, he's known for, you know, um, forcing fumbles and stuff like that. And the the defense, our defense, it came, we came up big, you know. Um, we helped our rookie quarterback out. You know, every time he's in the game, every time Justin Fields is playing, you know, we have to help him out, you know. He's a rookie. You know, he's going to make mistakes and stuff like that. So we have to just take that pressure off him and make it easier for him to, you know, succeed and stuff like that and make make the make the game come to him, you know. And at the end of the game, he ended with he ended with 60 yards, six, six for 13, 13 rushing yards and one interception. You know, that's an OK performance. You know, it was um, he threw a ball to Allen Robert, Allen Robinson and, he, and Allen Robinson dropped in the end zone. And um, that was a catchable ball. Allen, Allen Robinson should have caught that. Um, for sure and um it was little throws like that where you know it was right off right off the receiver's fingertips and i honestly didn't see a lot of you know bad things um that justin did i honestly didn't because i'm thinking you know he's going to come in make mistakes throw one or two he, he threw one interception i thought he was going to throw another one maybe um but obviously like i said he's going to get better and better he's not hanging his head he's not pouting and stuff like that so I'm sure he's going to, you know, continue to get better, continue to, you know, rise to the occasion. He was named the starter this week. Um, we're going to we're playing the Browns. He was named the starter. And um, I believe, you know, he's going to he's going to come out and he's going to do well. You know, um, it's a tough week, obviously, you know, playing the Browns. The Browns pass rush 
it's crazy. You know, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, and the, that secondary. You know, you have Denzel Ward on that secondary. So, you know, it's going to be tough for Justin Fields to, you know, adjust to those guys on that defense. But I believe he can do it. I believe, you know, he has he's a great he has a great head on the shoulders. You know, he's 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 faced adversity before. You know, he has he had tough opponents before. But um, I believe he's going to, you know, adjust well and play well in that game. I believe the defense is going to come up big, too, because not only not only did we, you know, we had an OK performance this past week against the Bengals. I believe we're going to, you know, be ourselves and be a, a great Bears defense. Once we, you know, play the Browns, um, you know, the Browns have a great, you know, have great um, offense. Odell might play this game. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield is going to always bring the intensity, bring that, you know, bring that grit that the Browns need. And um, yeah, I just believe that, you know, the Bears are going to I believe the Bears are going to win. It's going to be a close game, though. I believe we're going to win. I hope we win because um, it will be a great, you know, great step to the right direction for Justin Fields, because if we lose and he has a poor, poor game, all the all the, you know, fingers are going to be pointed at him. All the questions are going to be asked to him. So, yeah, I, I just want us to, you know, succeed and obviously win the game and you know take a step in the right direction like i said and um now we'll get to the ncaa college performance i was talking about um dj irons and he's a cousin of mine on my mother's side um i'm just trying to figure out the words what the what what the right words can be for this guy Watching this guy play, man, it's 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 just it's really really amazing. Like to have one of your family members have this kind of game, and for them to win the game, and for him to play like that, it was crazy to see. You know, I've watched I've watched highlights of the game. He had perfect throws, perfect decisions on the ground. You know, making guys miss, powering through defenders. And um, I just want to give you, give you guys a stat line that he had. He's a quarterback for the Akron Zips. He had 19 for 23 attempts, 296 passing yards, three, t- three touchdowns, and 15 carries for 136 rushing yards and one touchdown. He is a tremendous dual threat quarterback. Like, Watching him really reminds me of, you know, a guy like in the NFL, like, you know, Cam Newton or, you know, Lamar Jackson, because he's that nimble on his feet. He can make guys miss 6'6", 215, you know, makes good decisions and stuff like that. So I believe, you know, he's just going to build on that performance. He, they have Ohio State this week. Um, so it's going to be tough for him. But I believe he can, you know, maybe not have that performance, but, you know, have a great one. But following that performance, because at the end of the day, you know, you can just build and build and build. You know, you can't just, you know, have a lackluster performance. But um, like I said, Ohio State is a great team. Obviously, you know, they ha- they've been having great teams for the longest now. So um, I believe he's going to do what he has to do and um, build on that performance. And now let's get to the, um, the Ben Simmons situation. Um, I believe Ben Simmons is... Um, it's tough. It's tough to, you know, talk about that because the Philadelphia organization, they want to trade him. They want to get rid of him. And he said he's not going to play for him anymore. However, you can't just uh, 
talk down on a guy like that and expect everyone to, you know, come and try to get him. The Philadelphia organization has said, you know, he doesn't work out. He doesn't work hard. You know, he's uh, he practices. He's kind of late. He practices lazy. He's kind of, you know, lackluster with his with his workouts and stuff like that. But they expect other teams to, you know, jump the gun and want to want to get this guy and want to put all of the chips in just to get this guy. How can that happen when you just talked about this guy, you know, talked and said everything bad about him, but you had, but you said nothing good about him this like this whole time. And I, um, I read that, you know, he hasn't talked to any of the Philadelphia um, front office. You know, he hasn't communicated with anyone. And um, Doc Rivers said on the first take, he said uh, they're going to do everything in their power to keep him. But I just believe the damage is already done. Um, and I believe the damage was done maybe last season because um, you have your coach, your head coach. Um, Doc Rivers said this on first take as well. He said uh, he doesn't know if Ben Simmons is a championship caliber point guard. And when your coach says something like that, you know, it raises eyebrows, you know, because, uh, you know, you can't say that about about one of your best players on your team. You know, you have to, you know, instill confidence in them, you know, and um, just speak highly of them because, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, he's he he's not a player that ha- has high confidence already, you know, with the shooting problems and stuff like that. So you have to just speak, speak, you know, confidence into that guy because, you know, you never know how, how they could react to it. And um, Joel Embiid, you know, he's he's a locker. He's in the locker room. He's the best player on the on the on the 76ers, if not the best, one of the best players in the league. So um, and he's he said some things he's, um you know, came out and his 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 body language on the court speaks to how Ben Simmons is playing, you know. He's sometimes he throws his hands up and stuff like that to where it's, it's like, Ben, what are you doing? You know, and I just feel as if Ben is, is he's he's done. You know, he's going to go somewhere else and have a great career. He's a great player. You know, he's he's not he hasn't even reached his full potential, I believe, you know, and I just believe that obviously he has to work on the shooting because I've seen videos where in open gyms he shot the ball well. You know, he's he's continued to. You know, I know obviously it's not the NBA game. However, he has to take those shots in the game. And um, if you just work on it and keep working, obviously it's going to it's going to show on the court. And I just believe that he he can't be scared to shoot the ball because that's that's handicapping the 76ers. When you have a point guard doesn't want to shoot the ball and the defender is sagging to the free throw line. You can't you 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 can't do anything because um, it's just it's just impossible because everyone is so packed in the paint with Joel Embiid. You know, when he gets the ball, everyone's doubling anyway. So and I believe it's on coaching too. Doc Rivers, his his coaching style doesn't match what Ben Simmons does, you know. And I just believe that he could have came up with another scheme to put Ben in a better situation because you can't run regular plays. You can't run, you know, your two guard coming off screens, coming off down screens and looking for the ball when Ben Simmons man is right at the free throw line. You can't do that. You know, you have to you have to put him in, in a position to succeed. And um, I believe he should get the Giannis treatment. I honestly do, because Coach Bud in Milwaukee, he adjusted his whole game to, you know, cater to Giannis. He adjusted every every plan, every, you know, everything to cater to Giannis because he's the best player on the floor. I believe Doc Rivers has to do that to a certain extent to Ben Simmons. You can't do it as much 
as Coach Bud did for Giannis because Joel Embiid is the best player on the floor, the best player, one of the best players in the league. So you can't do it as much, but in certain instances in the game, you have to do it because that man that's guarding Ben, he's not gonna he's not gonna be on top of Ben at the three-point line. He's just not. He's gonna be at the free throw line waiting on everything to happen, waiting on, you know, waiting on people coming off the down screens to, you know, react and stuff like that. And I just want, you know, Ben to succeed. Like I, I see he's one he's a great player. He's an all-star. He's literally one of the best players in the league. And it should be like kind of like an ISO one four flat kind of style because if if Ben's at the top of the key and his man is at the free throw line, everyone is at the baseline. All you have to do is just post him up or go to the rim. No one can stop Ben Simmons going downhill. No one. It's literally not one person in the league. He's 6'10, 6'11, 250 as a point guard, can pass the ball, can finish around the rim. Who can stop him around the rim, you know? So I just believe that that needs to change in the Philadelphia 76ers game. Well, I mean, it's gonna, it's definitely gonna change because I think Ben Simmons is not gonna play with them anymore. Um, but that should have been, you know, a focal point with Doc Rivers. You know, I believe that's that's on him as a coach because you can't have a great player like that and not use him to the best of his abilities and not think of stuff like that, you know. And um, I just want you know Ben to go somewhere where he's gonna have that opportunity to show everything, show all of his game. And I believe he just needs a fresh start because those Philly fans, Philly fans are crazy. You know, obviously, you know, multiple people have said this in the past, you know, Philly fans, you know, they tell you when you're when you're not performing the way you need to be performing. So I just want him to, you know, work on his game, obviously, you know, shoot the ball. He has to shoot the ball because if if he's going to get the Giannis treatment, Giannis is not scared to shoot the ball. So if. He's going to get the Giannis treatment. He can't be scared to shoot the ball. Right now, he's scared to shoot the ball. And I can never get that play out of my head where he's in the um, – they was in the um, Eastern Conference semifinals against Atlanta this past season. And he spins off a defender, and he's right at the rim for an easy dunk, and he tries to pass it to Tobias Harris. That's a result of just not having confidence. Like, everyone in that organization hasn't fed into him to give him confidence. Every All of the attention is going to Joel Embiid. So it's just a matter of time. Um, to where he's going to be in another organization and another organization is going to use him to the best of their abilities and they're going to cater to him and I believe Philadelphia failed at doing that and um, with that being said this is the end of episode 2 hopefully you enjoyed hopefully um, you have comments, questions, concerns message me, you know, stuff like that you can say what you want you know, if you disagree, agree, whatever I love feedback and stuff like that so um, thank you guys. This is Jay Short, aka Head Honcho. Um, and I'll see you guys next week.